look at that face. Look at so who's staring at us down a webcam. I can't believe it. It's Christian. Hello. How's it going, everyone? I appreciate y'all having me on. We appreciate you all coming on. How, how's that sounding on, it, it on was, the British it accent? Was extremely uncomfortable, but at least you tried. That's Christian, right. let me ask you a question. Some, sometimes when I hear you speak, your voice is kind of a bit gravelly, like <laughs> like uh, Batman, and then other times it's not. I was just just wonder. I was wonder with the gravelly voice. Is it a decision somebody's making to, <laughs> yeah, to sound more macho? I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hit or miss, man. <laughs> Christian, I want you to know for what it's worth that when when we were watching it, you would get on screen and Jeff would go, he's gravelly again. Now, you are undoubtedly the, the breakout star oh, of the God. Traitors US. We've been on a wild ride with you. I think initially we thought, <laughs> who is this infuriating man? And then I started saying to Sarah... I, th- I think we've got him wrong. I, th- I think I quite like, I-, I like, I really like Christian. I think he's a good guy. And then you went and blew it all with that power play in the breakfast room. I mean, you yeah. just seem such, such a wild card. Are you a wild card in real life? Are you, are you an erratic man? I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a wild card. I can read a room. I'm adaptable. That's the military in me. Um, if you pay attention enough in the first episode, I'm pretty sure... Um, I say my whole plan is I'm going to be the dumbest van life guy that you could possibly know. Like I wanted to be, even in our downtime, I kept that energy up, which was incredibly hard because I am very outgoing, energetic, but I don't overdo it to that extreme level. It was very hard to keep that up throughout the time, but I'm not a wild card on the show. Uh. Definitely. Tell us about van life, because that isn't anything I've come across, particularly here in the the UK. Sometimes retirees will buy a camper van and maybe go to the Alps. But but hashtag van life is is unfamiliar to me. Tell me more about what it means. Yeah, absolutely. In America, it's been pretty big the last probably like six to eight years. People converting. It started off as more of a hipster, people with no job sort of thing, living in the van and whatnot. Well, long story short, COVID happened and everyone started realizing, oh, we could literally work remote live out of vans and travel all over the country. I do do the van life. I am not full time. So that is because you're not in a van now, we should stress. <laughs> yeah, I would say I don't live in a van full time now, but that is my everyday vehicle. I have a 1984 high top van again, Westphalia. Do you have a bumper sticker that says, uh, if this van's a rocking, don't come knocking? I don't, <laughs> but I should have one. I should. Have. I think this just the kind Especially of... now that you're famous, you have to get oh, a bumper. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies are going to come knocking. Come yeah, now it's not as van. creepy since I have a platform and I go, you want to come back and hang in the van? They'll know you're not like a creepy killer now exactly that's the point yes on a scale of one to ten christian how clean do you keep that van of yours how disgusted would i be by the interior of your van you're getting a 9.8 out of me and the only reason i say 9.8 is because i have a big german shepherd that lives with me so there's a little bit of hair every once in a while and what is that german shepherd called his name is maverick is, is he a good boy? He's, a, he's the best boy ever. He's, he's a service animal. He's six and a half years old, and he's 15% oh. wolf, too. So he's, he's massive. He's, he's sleeping over here. But nah, so I, you get a really clean van. My van's very clean. And I have to tell you, Christian, as well, that we did go on a journey with you, which has ended with us being very much in love with you and rooting for you very, very hard. But Jeff's initial transition was, hey, I wonder if we've maybe got Christian wrong and he's maybe great. I said, what's your proof? And Jeff said, I've been looking him up and I found a very nice photo of him cuddling a dog. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And that was how Jeff knew that you were a man who was pure <laughs> I was of fun. heart. What sucked is you didn't get to see the chit chat every day, like for hours and hours on end that yes. I put in. 
And that's why, you, you you know, if you read Twitter and stuff, it's like, this guy won't last. He's an idiot. And I was like, my name never got brought up, barely ever, at a roundtable. So it kind of sucked. And I'll be the first one to say it here. And every single murder that happens in that show, besides the altercation between Cody and Ryan, until I go, was my decision, or my, my suggestion. From the get-go. They just don't show it every single time. Every murder. So... It was interesting how that was portrayed, but I had a different play. There was a method to the madness, to say. What does Christian Uncut look like then? What was on the cutting room floor mm. that you wish the people at home had got to see? The pure chit-chat I had individually with everyone. The information I was bringing back to the traders was just kind of lacked thereof, edit-wise. Also, I got to be kind of careful with how I say this. When I do my big move in that episode at the breakfast table... You just see the cuts of the traders being like, what is he? Well, what happened was no one even questioned it. They were all like, damn, that's wild. Because I ran through a whole thing of how I was recruited. And they were like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense. Why you would have been. What happened is 20, 30 minutes after breakfast, I slipped up. And I may have accidentally said a trader rule out loud in front of Steph and Rachel. And kind of shot myself in the foot there. And I really, I really wish I would have just stopped talking about it after that. So my loud mouth kind of screwed me. And often I'm watching these shows and I'll see something like the round table in the traitors and you get the individual shots of people and maybe they're looking stressed or rolling their eyes or looking cocky. Is that happening in the moment or did they film you individually and then drop in the appropriate facial expression? Absolutely not. That was all real. They had little tiny individual cameras around underneath the main thing and it would turn left and right. So there'd be like 15 cameras around that could get two of each person that were just moving all the time plus a massive boom camera. So every reaction you did at any time was filmed. And that room, what people don't realize, that round table room sucked. It was like, 40 fucking degrees. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. It was like 40, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, 40 fucking, 40 40 fucking well then, degrees. Then, okay, yeah. It was like 40 fucking degrees. You were fucking freezing. They would play this song from the Hunger Games. I just think about it. I get goosebumps. It was so uncomfortable and so dry. That's why you see people like licking their lips, drinking water. I was like, fuck this. I'm bringing chapstick. But no, that shit's all real. Do you think they're doing that? That's part of it. They're creating an environment where you're feeling uncomfortable yeah. in your own skin. I personally do. That was a mental warfare game. It was just mentally wearing on people. And it wore on me, but having my military training, I was like, I know this is just a mind game. Like, I get it. When you guys are having those, like, murder meetings in yeah. the turret, how long do those go on for? I would say on average... Anywhere from like 30 to 35 minutes. Wow. It was a long time. Because we're only probably seeing like 40 or 50 seconds of yeah, that Yeah, so space. that is The thing long. that sucked too is you didn't get to see all that chatter that happened in there because there was a lot of chatter all the, back and forth, back and forth. Plus, people keep forgetting that we would get back. It would be like 3 a.m. Traders were going off three and a half, four hours of sleep a night, maybe. And, and- yeah, and what I don't understand is because we know from the UK version and from talking to Michael, you're actually sleeping off-site. You're not sleeping yeah. in the castle. So so are you driven away and then you're driven back again under cover of darkness? No, we were never driven away. They would take people out. They'd test them for COVID and stuff. You would get taken out one by one. And what would happen is when we would get pulled out, we'd just get pulled into a separate room in the castle and have to wait till everyone left. Then we would go do our meetings. Then we would get driven home. Keep in mind that drive was probably 35 minutes. 
Oh, oh God. Wow. What was the hotel like where you actually slept? It was just a hotel room. It wasn't bad, but it was like prison because not anything production did or anything like that, but you had no phones. You couldn't use your room. You had no, oh, I didn't have a watch. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anything. I had a TV. And at some point they actually took the, uh, the stuff off. We couldn't watch Netflix or things like that. It was just basic television that was there. Wait, why weren't you allowed to watch Netflix? Uh, well, there's some things like Disney Plus and stuff that you can communicate with people that are on your account. And so people didn't want to even take a chance of being like, what if someone writes a stat? Like there was nothing. They didn't take any risks. And so it sucked because we were in the hotels two weeks before it even aired. So did you get into some good British TV programs then? Yeah, I did. There was the one that you watch where you watch people watch stuff. Oh, Gogglebox. Which is made by the same people who make uh, the traitors. Yeah, love that. And then the, the naked one. Oh, Naked yeah, Attraction. Naked attraction. Yeah. Those two Classic. I was locked in. I was locked <laughs> yeah. in. Did you find Naked Attraction either, like if there's a line between something being a little bit sexy and mostly repulsive, which side of the line did you feel Naked Attraction fell on? I think it was right in the middle. I think it was perfect. When I first you watched it, was it I'm American. Perfect. I was like, this is fucking weird. And then I was like, hey, yeah. this is fucking educational. This is really cool. You know, they just put that in there so that you could justify watching it. When, oh, when really well, you're don't just tell looking. me that. Is it fake or no? No, 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 it's very real. Very real. That's I can that, see that. That occurs to me. You're you're alone in a hotel room and no internet connection. No uh, internet. You get to call anybody. You don't. So you're just walking back and forth. You're working out. So prior to that, you would get like 30 minutes to work out. That they'd have to walk you to a gym or something because we couldn't see anybody before the show. What about on the flight on the way over? Are you aware that there are other contestants on it? I had no one on my flight. I was definitely looking. I was like, I wonder if anyone on this flight right now is on the show with me christian Uh, did they fly you business class i was in the back (laughs) i was where jack would have been on the titanic that's where i okay great great very good good. they were good good. to me it wasn't bad um i took an edible and a sleeping pill and some wine and i woke up and i was in fucking scotland so (laughs) this is how you do it Um, let me ask you about the, the the night you get the tap on the shoulder. How long does that sequence run for in real life? What What is that like? I would say everything feels like it was like 15 to 20 minutes because they kind of came in. We sat down. Alan did his thing and he explained, if you get a touch, this is what we're going to do. And what you don't see and what I think was going on is there was like fucking multiple people running around and walking around. So because it would be way too obvious to hear his footsteps. Oh. So there's people walking 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 and then they must have like split off or stopped moving or i don't know how they filmed it i was listening for every subtle people's jackets i was looking for anything and the blindfolds are real good they tested you and made sure you couldn't see anything Uh, but it was intense you know like i just wanted to get the tap so i was like come on come on come on and what did it feel like when you did i was like oh fuck like is this real did I really just get selected as a trader on the first show? I mean, you see my face. I couldn't hold it in. I had to mouth something. But even that, I was so scared because my lips were so dry. I was like, fuck, I hope no one hears me. Like, um, But it was awesome. I was like, okay, it's, it's game time. Let's fucking go. When do you get to be a villain in reality TV, like purposefully? And I was like, all right, now I get to do this role. 
And especially with a brand new format as well. Did you exactly know what you were letting yourself in for? I didn't know what I was getting into mentally. I wasn't ready. I've had all this training. You get these interviews with psychiatrists, psychologists, or whatever, all these people to make sure you're good. And you go through all this mental health training. But specifically for the traders, they were like, this is different. Like we had to test this and you have to do two weeks of testing. And the people we tested on prior to your show didn't even last 48 hours. They quit as traders. But in my head, I was like, I was a military officer in the infantry. Like I've trained with people. I've learned stuff. I've gone to classes and courses and this is civilians. Like this shit's fucking weak. Uh, and, and, and people are like, oh, you're only there for a couple weeks. But there was some things that happened that prolonged that. And then you're there two weeks prior to that. People have to remember this. You're getting one hour out of edited TV for 24 hours of that day. Mm -hmm. So you're getting one out of those 24. And I will confidently say 16 to 18 of those hours were filmed. So you're getting just a snippet of everything that's going on and things that people tell you about their families and, and just stuff they've gone through. So you really build these connections. And for someone who is an op was an officer, integrity, having a good moral compass, being honest, lying every single day, I was like, God damn, like, it looks like I'm having fun because I played my role. But when we would get off camera, the psychs and stuff would always pull me off. I, I physically couldn't walk to my room every night. That's not a joke. You can ask production. I'd have to get dragged up to my room because I was so mentally exhausted. You can ask other traders. I'd pass out in the van. I couldn't keep my body up. Presumably, all your friends are watching the show, people yeah. who know you. Yeah. Are they seeing the guy they know on TV or are they like, who's this person? Um, my close friends watching who knew about me going through it just a couple like my manager my childhood best friend and then a girlfriend of mine who would watch my apartment in my van um, I got to call her one time on Mother's Day that was my phone call to my friend and she said it, it wasn't like looking at the camera I wouldn't look at her in the eyes directly uh, it's something the psych would say too she was like I didn't recognize you I didn't recognize how you were talking um, it was really weird and so she's like what I don't get is a lot of people watch me and they're like, he's having so much fun. But my close people, friends and family knew that I was like, I wasn't okay. And that's okay. It's part of the game. But I was mentally fucked. I'm seeing therapists now and stuff. Not just because of that, but it weighed heavily on me after. Because uh, you film the show, you're lying to people. You can't tell anyone about it. And then you're shot back into reality of your normal life. And you're just like, yeah. wait, who the fuck was I? What I, I mean... If you look, you can see I get like I'm massive pimples coming. I'm so stressed out. I didn't shave. I, I was so superstitious about what I did. And I put on 18, 18 pounds. Everyone else lost weight. I put on weight because I just stressed ate the whole time. While you were there, you put that weight on? While I was there. Yeah, it was, it was so hard. After day two is when I was like, oh, this is, this is so different than what I thought. Because even when you have downtime, I had to stay in character of who I was, not even as a trader. I had to be the dumb, loud, annoying guy. There'd be times where I'm knocking shit over on purpose and be like, Jesus, and like making fun of me and stuff. Um, and I really went into it and I act. So this was my opportunity to be like, let's showcase your skills in that level. And it's funny because you hear Sari talk shit about me as an actor. She doesn't know I'm an actor, but in one of the episodes. And so I thought that was hilarious. As an actor, I'm curious to know, what is it like watching somebody of the caliber of Alan Cumming up close? Because as a oh. viewer, some of the stuff he's doing is, is just incredible. It was, Alan, first and foremost, was made for this role. I, I yes. couldn't believe it. Like, watching him adapt and just crush it and stay so calm and stuff. Like, if he had to, like, do something different. He knew how to keep stuff light. So it was, like, interesting because he was, like, hosting 
but also he would pop into his role. And he took his role very serious. As funny as he was, he stayed in character almost the whole time. Like the whole time, mm-hmm. unless he would mess up on something, he would kind of talk internally to people in his earpiece and shit. But it was incredible to get a free show to an amazing actor like that. I was soaking it all in, but I was pretty distracted by just trying to like manipulate people. And do you, do you not get the opportunity when, when he's not doing a take to talk to him sort of one actor to another? No, not at all. One, I didn't even want to, no one knew I acted. So I didn't even want right. to go there. And two, I just gave no attention to him in that manner uh, because also he's like the father traitor and shit. Like he's the one who makes us take our oaths. So I didn't want to even act like I had any type of relationship with Alan unless he was on camera and we were filming a challenge or something. Who looks after your cloak when you're not wearing it? I think Alan does. I think, I think he keeps it nice. <laughs> who, who is the one? Tell us that the ceremony when, when they're about to start filming you in that turret of being handed the cloak Who's giving it to you? Do you put it on by yourself? Do you have a dresser? Yeah, so you actually get the cloaks on in a separate room prior to making that whole walk to the trader's turret. And there were specific uh-huh. people from production that would come in, put the cloaks on us. We had our own cloaks, which is cool. I wish I would have got my hand on that fucking cloak. But they have cloaks specifically for you due to people's height and stuff like that. And it was yeah. a big, heavy cloak. And it was hard not to trip on it. That was the hardest part. Does it get laundered? I don't know. We don't touch it. They take it on, they take it off, and then we don't see it till the next night if we make it to the trader's turret. So I, I, know I have a, a similar question on this topic, if you can believe it. How yeah. is laundry working in that castle? Yeah, if you're there for oh, weeks. God. Yeah. What are you doing with was, your underwear? What, La- yeah, what happened with your in- underpants, Christian? Yeah, laundry was interesting because, okay, to be, to be fair, I packed more than anything underwear, the most. I knew. Great. All right, that's the military. I was like, I'm packing underwear. So... You would do Can the laundry. Can I tell you something as well, Christian? It would be an honor to look at the way that you pack a suitcase. Yeah, I think I bet yeah. it is an art. It's, I think it's an expression of you creatively, the way that you pack a suitcase. Yeah, I would love to. Please Maybe one continue. day I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Please no, continue. They, they did it. They just do it at the hotel, but there was a lot of mix up. Sometimes the laundry wouldn't get back, sometimes Aye. it would. And one thing, too, a random fact about the show is I was the only person that I wore my whole wardrobe the whole time. That was all my clothes. There was nothing from production. Even, well, even that hat? Even that. I still got, oh, my hat. That's my trader hat, baby. Yeah. Did you talk about the oh big one? Oh, my God. Yeah, please. How, what happens in a given morning where you go, today's a hat day. I'm going wide brim today with my big wide brim hat. To be fair, the wardrobe would choose what you had to wear or a combination of it. But I, it was all from what I packed and brought, which is all like stuff like this, like just thrift store shit and cheap stuff. That hat I got from a, a, a van life company gave it to me. I don't want to say them because they're not paying me. God, and, uh, you work that shit, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're, they're work that shit. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. You got to pay your boy. I'd like to also, while we're on the subject of Christian's hat, I think that we need to discuss his hair with him because mm. we have a son and he okay. has extremely curly hair. So I'm very interested. Now, on the show, there's a a volume to your curls mm-hmm. that's speaking to you now. They're they're hanging down. Have are, have you just washed your hair? Why I do did. they look so different? Yeah, okay, I, you just I showered washed. probably like I got out of the shower like five ten minutes before this. So in about twenty Great. minutes, my hair will be. Puffy and curly, but not like up top. Those are some healthy curls. Jeff, these are healthy curls on this guy. You look like a man who conditions regularly. I do. I condition quite a bit. Big hair does care. Big hair does care. Big hair does care. care. So yeah, it was great, but it was wild all the time and messy. It was just a wreck. 
I was I was amazed by how big Stephanie's hair was when oh. in, when she was murdered. Her, her she'd been pearls. keeping that under wraps, hadn't she? Oh my god! And, and I didn't know too. And then one day it came out, and I was like, Stephanie, that is wow. Your hair is beautiful. She's Italian. I got Italian in me, so I think that's where that comes from, maybe. But she her hair is beautiful. I love Steph. How much of an us and them was there, not between the traitors and the faithfuls, but between the people from reality TV and the the so-called civilians? Yeah, definitely felt segregated as a cast when we first showed up, all the the civilians. Uh, We were all just like, damn, like there is a a couple people unnamed and they can say it if they want. We just kind of felt like we were like thrown in the pond with a bunch of sharks. I didn't know anyone in that castle celebrity-wise when we showed up and saw them. I didn't know one person except... Ryan Lochte. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I didn't know anyone, but I knew Ryan Lochte because like an Olympian is a different thing exactly. to like a Bravo TV star. But yeah. you, you think, Sarah thinks she could tell just by looking whether somebody was a, um, a reality star or not. Not exclusively, but I think, yeah. like for example, uh, Quentin is a civilian, he but is. Quentin looks like that man is, he is ready to go. Put yeah. him on a TV show. Quentin is so well put together and the way oh he my God. speaks, the way he looks, that man needs a suit contract ASAP. That's all I got to say. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he is so well put together. I love him. Who are you texting every day? I would say Michael. Michael and I are very, very close. Um, I'm close with a lot of the cast, honestly. Um, Stephanie, I talk to Amanda, Quentin here. Now, we have a group chat on Instagram with all the civilian people. So we do talk every single day. Um, Ari a lot. I, I love to talk with Ari. And Geraldine. Geraldine is in Los Angeles, and her and I are very close. Do you know if there's a non-civilian group chat? <laughs> don't know, and I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It, it is what it is. I have nothing Let them have it. I, I, I just don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm sure there is. But, oh, and I talked to Rachel quite a bit, too. I love Rachel so much. Tell me why. What do you, what do you love about Rachel? Well, a couple things. One, Rachel's very genuine. I know she's like... Play, she's a player's player, like when it comes to the game, and she's very well known for her accolades and stuff like that. And so I respect that. But she would also say things to you that would not necessarily pump you up, but it was almost like advice. Like she'd be like, hey, make sure like this or that. Or she was so, so in depth with the rules and the game. So I would appreciate that. People gave her so much shit, like, shut up, how many questions? And I was like, no, I love this because as an officer, I was like, this is great. You just want clear, concise communication with the rules and understanding. So I I respected that about her. But then post-show, she still stayed in touch. And she still was very just like, how are you? What's going on? I know a lot about her family, her kids. She's just a a mom's mom. And she's so kind. And I respect that. To me, I was like, oh, this is great. You weren't faking any of this just because we were on a show together and in front of a camera. That's why I love Rachel. And she just has really good connections and advice when it comes to career moves. But she she knows how to work a show like that. A few few of them, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, you, you'd see them and they'd be, be completely silent or surly. And oh, then yeah. they just know how to create these moments that'll make the edit. That's 100% true. But also what's interesting with that is like, I wish I would have done research. Michael knew every every single celebrity. He knew every show they won, every season, every year, every vote they've done. If I would have had that knowledge, I would have understood that like, oh, Saria's going to screw you over later. You need to re- start putting into play how you're going to eliminate that threat. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was so just into the power of the traitor in my game plan. I didn't pay attention to like what she was doing. Yeah, but you still did so well and you lasted so long. Right. So- no, I felt good and, in, in, you know, I, I, 
not said wasn't riding her coattails a little bit, but I was doing what I thought I needed to do to let her, because everyone told her everything. I had a bunch of people tell me stuff. Everyone told her everything. Everyone told Suri everything. And, and was that a strategy on her part? I think so. I mean, Suri knew. We talked in the turn a lot. She would give us really good info. She wasn't necessarily holding back. I obviously found out she was holding some things back, keeping her emotions in. I felt bad, but I wanted to murder Steph because of what she heard and Rachel. So I was, fu- I was fucking pumped. And Suri's like, I don't like that. I get it. But it's like, hey, I murdered my best friend. Oh, bam. I, I'm a good friend of too. Sorry. I murdered him and that tore me up. They don't show that enough in the connection we built. Uh, but Bam and well, I it's really so cool. weird for us as viewers because yeah. everyone's going on, oh, we're so upset about Bam. And, um, and we basically knew there was a guy called Bam and then nothing else about him. I know. And that sucks because it's like, what? But that destroyed me. I was like not good that night. And uh, I'm making sacrifices too. And like, just because I'm excited because I messed up as a trader, I thought you'd have my back. That's when it started clicking. I was like, oh shit, like she's in it for herself, which I respect because she's playing the game. Nah, Sari knew what she was doing and I took a lot of, a lot of knowledge from her and soaked it up. She's epic, and I could not fault her for any move she made. I love that she pulled it off. I have this theory that your military background, we, we, we saw it all click into action in the barrel task. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you really took charge there. And I wonder what it felt like to have this agent of chaos Kate undermining the thing when you've, you've got a team, you're trying to get a team to pull together to ac- accomplish something. And I know, I know she's doing it for the cameras and I, I'm sure she's a nice person, but, but what does, does that feel like when it's actual real money that you're trying to win? That was, uh, it's really frustrating. They don't show it. She was throwing money and like I had my choice words for her that I said that obviously didn't get aired. And I would like jump over the, the barbed wire fence where we weren't allowed to go to retrieve the money. And I think so did Rachel. We had to get shut off by production to stop doing that. But like it really, pissed me off like Quentin had to hold me back not like physically but um I had some choice words that just didn't get aired and I was just upset we all were but it's frustrating two things that didn't get stood out is I had to hold back like military talk or vernacular I don't know if that's even a right word so when we did the rolling of the barrels everyone wanted to roll it down I'm very good at terrain association land navigation that is what I do and the way they wanted to roll it down it would have went the wrong way so I was like listen we need to roll this fucking barrel about 50 feet this way, then down. And they're like, why? No, we're going. And I'm like, just just trust me. And I was a landscaper for my uncle. I, I get how terrain, so I had to like cover up my military talk. And then when we did the Bury It Alive one, I said, I, I'm good. I can do a radio or I'll hold the map. And Brandy and whoever else and then Cody were like, oh, no, 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 buddy. You fucking don't need to do that. And all I did as an officer in the military was talk on a radio and read maps. Like it was secondhand nature. And they thought I was so dumb that, I, that they wouldn't give it to me. But uh, you get a snippet. I had to show fucking Cody how to even turn the radio on. So it, it's it's really frustrating because the military enemy wanted to take over. You saw it in the in the canoe. I was like four in the front too. I couldn't hold it back, but then I needed to realize like I need to dial it down. Otherwise that's going to get exposed. And so, yeah, it's tough. What is it like right before you get sent in for breakfast? Oh yeah. Cause we see you come and, and then the last person is the person that we, the viewers think may or may not have been murdered. Yeah. How does that all work? Are they keeping you all separate? Is somebody just saying that, okay, yeah. now it's your turn. 
So it's actually really stressful for everyone else, not me. They put you in like two or three groups, like you'd get in a car and ride in together and then they'd mic you up and then they put you in a room and you'd sit there, just sit. And then someone from production would knock on the door and be like, uh, Christian, can you come with me? And it'd be like me, Quentin and Azra. And obviously every time someone would get separated from the group, you're like, fuck, there they go. And, and they would just move you to another room. Sometimes they'd take two of you, move you and then take one away but like they weren't getting murdered. And sometimes I was in the room with the person that we murdered. And then all of a sudden they'd come and go, Christian, come with me or Azra. And I was like, oh fuck. And then they chose who you walk down with and when you walk down, which sometimes, you know, as a trader, you'd get sketched out. You're like, why are you walking me in with Cody? Um, so then when you would get in the room, you would just like, like, fuck, who's it going to be? You start doing the math. Um, and so it just, it, it really sucks. It, it was stressful. <laughs> But by the time you went, I felt there was a very clear way you could have thrown Ari under the bus to save yourself. And, and you got at it a little bit, but not in the round table, which is making a big deal of the fact that he had a shield, but I, he was on the, the, the winning team. Why didn't you play that up more? I think I tried and it got either cut. But um, a lot of people were just like, Christian, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know when to shut up. And I get that. I get that. And that was my role. So I understand. But to me, I literally said to Quentin, if you can catch it, I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like no one's taking a shot at anybody on the same team as the shield winner. That looks sketchy to me. Uh, and people were just clouded by like Sari. And I didn't want to throw Ari under the bus necessarily because I wanted to recruit Ari so we could turn on Sari. But Sari's like a Jedi master when it comes to this shit <laughs> and got, got wow. to him before me. So I couldn't do it. Like I physically tried and I put up a hell of a fight at the table and they didn't even show all of it. And I was like, fuck, and maybe I can get some one more person because he had Andy, I had Quentin, and then there's our two votes and we take Sari out and we split the money. He didn't listen. I give him shit all the time about it. Oh my god! I know. Can I can I ask, just ask you one last question? And just yeah. something that concerns me slightly. Are you planning a real murder? Because there, <laughs> there was a way in which you were saying, oh, "I just can't wait to murder somebody." Mm. That 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 made me think this this man has bloodlust. No, I no. The reason I say that is because some of the celeb celebrities and other contestants from different reality TV shows, right? They've hit me up and they were like, "I loved how happy you were." to murder people because this is a first television series for America, right? The first time that you get to be a bad guy and have no consequences technically. So, and like a murder isn't really a fucking murder. It's just a hand of a note, but it's the power of that. So it's like, you have this disadvantage. You put this work in all day. And then what you're not seeing is our plans coming together. So I'm just like, yes, let's go. It's the end of the night. I get to fucking murder someone and I get to go to bed. So I'm so excited. I'm like, let's go. Let's get this done. Like I'm so pumped. I can sleep. And then I can think about the next day. Whereas to everyone else, it's like, this guy just loves to be a dick. And it's like, yeah, that was my role. I did. I loved it. So you, you promised me we're not going to turn on the news one day. No. And, and there's going to be a mugshot. No, 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 no. No, you're okay. never going to get a mugshot of me doing anything real, real bad <laughs> ever. No way. No way. Well, we really appreciate you taking the Absolutely. time. Um, it was yeah. really generous of you. It really well, was. You know, um, that's, that's, what, that's what this is for. I, I love the questions. Um, I love being able to talk on some of these things and stuff like that. So I appreciate y'all for having me. Seriously. Of course. And, and where next for the van? 
Where next? Well, there's a bunch of places, but one of them, I think Joshua Tree's coming up at the end of this month, and then I'm going to actually hit Vancouver Island up in, obviously, Canada, but that'll be later this year at some point. Maybe Mexico, too, but I got a lot of things in the works uh, that involve the band, so I kind of got to keep that quiet for a little bit. But yeah, a lot of trips coming up this year. Dude, don't forget to get that bumper sticker. Absolutely, yeah. I need it. I definitely need it. <laughs>